Okay, with Tristan Corrigan, he is the producer of the feature film Sins of Our Father, played at the Horror Underground Film Festival. We actually talked to your director, uh, Vanessa M.H. Powers. I think I, I think I talked to her about nine months ago on a short wow. film she did uh, called uh, 50, 50 Millimeter. It's about alcoholism. Uh, yeah, 50, 50 Milliliter it was a short film about uh, alcoholism based on, like loosely based on a story about her father. So there we go. Really, I yeah, remember really, the film. Yeah, I yep. remember her. And yep. uh, kind of the film really resonated with me. And I, I was like talking to her. And I'm like, yeah, you're, she had this uh, really uh, background of short films. And I was, she said she was working on this particular project or it was almost done. And so now I'm talking to the producer of it. So everything kind of yep. comes full circle. Exactly. Yeah. Very exciting. We were, uh, we had already finished filming this movie when we did 50 milliliters. So this is our, we were in, we were in post doing editing, gearing up for the festival run kind of standpoint when you had talked to her last. So yeah, it was great to see it actually, actually done and now talking about it. So did you, did you so, work with her on that film as well? Or I did. Yes. I was her AC on that movie. So uh, we had a different cinematographer come in, but I was her, her AC and helped uh, in post and moving that movie along from there. So. Yeah, she's got. Uh, so you're the writer, and also I should also say you're the writer of this project as well, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, was, so, go ahead. So when did you when did you first come up with this idea? So we did a thing Vanessa had hosted during COVID where we had all of our artist friends who were kind of stuck in a world where they weren't being able to go and do art. And so we started a thing called Get Drunk and Read Scripts, where we would drink on Zoom and read scripts that either we had all written or like ones that we had been in as plays or other movies and whatnot. Is this, is this, was this recorded by any chance? Uh, no, for protecting ourselves, <laughs> we didn't record that. But it was a great way for people to get in and like, you know, practice their art of acting, do script reads or like, hey, I'm working on this project. Can we read it during this event every every week? And uh, it was a way to keep us social, like because, you know, actors and film people are, are normally extroverts. So having them get out there and have a chance to go and, and hang out and express their art was really cool. But during that time, we're like, hey, we, you know, we, we always talked about doing this like horror film on your family's farm. Do we actually ever want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Give me like a month or two and I'll see what I can write. And so we went and wrote, I went and wrote the first draft of this movie and uh, then brought that to the group to read and, you know, had to sit there and listen to a bunch of people read like my kind of rough draft of this script and then take notes and make changes. But that's where it kind of started from was this, that, this event that the director was hosting and wanting to, uh, to make something together again, like an actual feature together. And then would you, did you think like when you're writing it, that this is going to be in a couple of years, going to be an actual film? Uh, it was draft read through number two at the get drunk and read scripts event that I was like, wow, this is actually happening. Like this is going to be a movie. That's where it was like the scariest of like, we're actually making this and it, it was coming together. Uh, did I expect it to be where it is and doing as well and like winning as many festivals and think, no, <laughs> to be honest, no, this, this has been amazing in that sense. But, uh, from a standpoint of like when it clicked, if it, oh my gosh, we're actually doing this was, uh, the, like the second major rewrite read through number two, and it was like, oh, this is actually working and it's coming together. All right. So the, 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 the premise of this film is that dad's dead, dead. I'm just, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to, I'm giving you my own version. Sure. <laughs> Dad's yeah. dead, and then so the the mom and the daughter are going to sell the the family farm, correct? Correct. Uh, uh, mom and the son are going to sell the family farm. Right. Uh, yeah. They're coming back to this yeah. place where you know they had their past trauma at, and they're coming back to try to sell it as a way to actually have some money to to live their lives. Because coming from the cult group that they are in, they were not set up for success in in the real world. So gotcha. Um, yeah. Property is money, right? So yeah, property is it. money, and yep. 
and then so the friends come over to uh kind of like pack up the place and then secrets and shenanigans take place i guess right correct yep exactly you start the film pretty in a very creepy way right like there's something almost like horrific about a girl's like kind of running from a cross apparently like she's like hung from a cross or something that appears to be and a bunch of creepy men are chasing after her yep so we took a lot of like farming symbolism throughout all of this so we went back and looked at a lot of uh immigrants that had come to minnesota and which groups they were and what animals and things they would hunt and have back from both their original countries they came from and what's happening in minnesota so she's actually tied to an oxen yoke uh as you would put onto an animal to be like a work animal okay farm. Gotcha. so we put her onto that there's cult yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so biblical i'm just thinking it's a crime. no we, so we definitely tied in like christianity mixed into what like what would happen if it was kind of perverted over years with more paganism kind of tossed in like using a lot of symbolism from both as a way to uh, give a lot of people a different perspective on it so that was kind of the, the, the goal was to tie those two together and uh so the, the cross out was the, the christianity side but the the yoke was the, the tying it to the farm and being like you're just part of like an animal to us at this point to the to the cult members who are chasing her so, the cult members yeah yeah and so this is sort of like uh minnesotanian is it is it minnesotanian minnesotanian minnesotan yeah minnesotan for us yeah yeah so we we took a lot of influence from like where we had grown up and the cultural groups that had migrated there and just kind of thought what would happen if they had isolated themselves and started being more of a culty style inside that area what that would become and this is kind of what we came up with as a horror film that we wanted something that could actually happen versus like aliens or yeah. spirits like we want something that this could happen in america or anywhere in the world um, as a way to kind of make it a little more scary since for both myself and the director, uh, like the, the ghost stories and what they're scary while you watch it, but you never really, never really scared afterwards, but the ones where this actually happened or could happen or would actually scare us in the long term. So the, I, all I, the, I know there's there, it's got a big Norwegian population, right? The Vikings in yeah, Minnesota. The Vikings, the Swedes, the Finns are up there. So there's a terrible meal in Minnesota called Ludafisk, which it's just awful. I don't recommend it at all. But it's a fish that's put in lye and then buried in the ground to ferment and then comes up as like a clear gelatin. It's terrible. But that's like one of their meals that they would have. What what culture is that? That's uh Finnish. The Finnish. It was, yeah. it, was just, it was designed to keep the bears away originally. <laughs> but it, that, it's tradition. Like ever as a kid growing up, we'd have it at weddings and it was just yeah. awful. Are you Scandinavian cultured your background yourself? Uh no, I'm mostly like central european but uh you know growing up there you saw a lot of it so so yeah and so okay so well you know it's 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 cold there's lots of lakes mm. right yep. so yep it's it, it reminds them of scandinavia land yeah, i guess right why they why they settled there it was similar to their their climate from before so yeah and what's north of the border that's uh is it what's winnipeg right yeah uh, yeah canada's up there with all, all their joys the, the boundary waters canoeing areas are on our border which is a phenomenal area to visit and experience nature nature with canada up there so yep yeah i went to i've been to minnesota a while back it was uh it was a really interesting state a lot of white people yeah, there's not a lot of diversity. <laughs> but a big mall, really gigantic. Yeah, very mall. big mall. Uh, you know, cold weather. Like I so I've lived in multiple places around the world where it's, you know, 120, 130 degrees out some days in the Middle East when I lived in that area to like Minnesota where it gets down to negative thirty or forty and coming back from visiting the parents for Christmas and walking off of, you know, leaving an area that's a hundred plus degrees to negative twenty or thirty, forty degrees out 
he's like a little bit of a shock when you come back to Minnesota. So, okay. So let's talk about your film. So that yep. when you're writing it, did you know you had this location already? Yes. Like we that? wrote it with, we wrote with the idea of a specific location in mind, uh, which gotcha. was my, my family farm that I grew up on. Uh, Cause we knew we could get the location. We knew we had wanted to film there in terms of. So you still, your the- family still owns the farm. Still owns the farm. Uh, yep. Still has it today. Uh, and it just kind of worked out that we had picked a couple week period or like a three or four week period. My parents were going to go and follow my brother who plays D one football at the time. And we're going to be gone. So we were taking care of the farm while making this movie and had that time period to make it in. So kind of just what, set, what, set the dates and move forward. What school does he play? What school? He was, a uh, he was at Boise state. Oh, that's a big, pretty big school. Yeah, that he no, was, yeah. what, what was his position? Uh, he was a tight end for a while. Yep. And what's he doing now? He is at grad school at, in, in Minnesota Concordia, I believe. He's, so if he, I got that wrong, I feel so bad right now. That's <laughs> my brother, and I should know where he's going to. I school. don't know, but that's pretty. That's pretty. Yeah. Uh, like, look at you. You you produced this big uh, this this uh, feature film. Your your uh, mm-hmm. brother played Division One at Boise State. Yeah, they had that Fair. big. Uh, that I remember fifteen years ago they had that big bull win. And this is like yeah. quick segue, but so he <laughs> but it, so he that's like, that's pretty ambitious. That's pretty amazing that he was able. He was that good to play that at that school in Division One. Yeah, he uh, he loved it. I mean, just you know, the blue field out there and full ride scholarship, and so we're one of five kids. So like, all any way we could get you know college paid for was well, how we pursued. So he did, he did the sports <laughs> route. Sister yeah. was a volleyball player and got her college paid for that way. And I did ROTC and got mine paid through by the Navy. So yeah. um, you know, what people don't understand is that is that one percent of Division One football athletes play in the NFL. Right. So like, it's only. It's like just because he played in the division one doesn't mean he's like getting it drafted, right? So correct. Yeah. And I mean there were there, I mean, yes, the, the expectations were if it happens, that'd be great. But you know, also don't go and break your body for something that's very small chance of happening. So yeah, it was uh it was you know great to see him play. He had a good time, you know, and whatnot. But uh now he's not going to grad school for getting his uh, I believe his MBA. So you know, taking advantage of what he can and they got another, yeah, full, got full. another got playing football for Concordia. So they also are paying for his grad school. So he got real lucky on that one. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. I just was curious about no, that. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. So your dad, so your, your parents are gone for a few Your Your parents still live there. They're gone for a few weeks. And then you yep. guys are like, okay, I got this script. They're gone that we can shoot this, this kind of trippy film. And this, in this, in this really interesting location, I guess. Right. Correct. Yep. So we had the location. We, had a couple of days to clean the house out completely, which was just a insanity of like taking out someone's entire life out of a house and sticking it in a storage area and then redecorating with our own stuff along with converting some of the house into sleeping quarters for the crew and then bringing in, I think we had four trailers brought onto the set. We just borrowed from people and just kind of converted this entire farm into a movie set along with uh, we had built the altar that's at the end of the movie. It was actually built in the family farms forest. Mm-hmm. So we had a location out there and just, we, the, the Vanessa and I, and a few others like went around, we actually built that up and had a graphic designer, like make the logos and uh, paint it all up and make that whole, whole stage happen. So. So there's lots of animals on the walls. Was that, was that part of your parents? Uh, no, my parents have no taxidermy at all in the house. So that okay. was all taxidermy. borrowed. Yeah. So no, that was all borrowed. Like um, of the stuff in the house, I think the dining room table and the couch were the only, and the piano were the only items that were like from the house. 
like gotcha. everything else was brought in. Like there's there's nothing like that was originally in the house. Maybe like one or two of the dressers upstairs, but like our 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 team led by Laura Labrie for that and director obviously doing a ton of work for it and everyone else. But that those guys brought everything in, decorated it, and kind of made all that made that happen. So like there's very very little that's actually from the house. So. So let's talk about your casting then. Where did you find all your your cast? Uh, some of it was people we had known from previous movies, but we actually put out a casting call and then did almost three straight days at like 10 hours a day of Zoom casting calls and just found a bunch of new people for it. So uh, like, for example, the cult leader was a relative. He had been in a previous movie with us, but also came in for a casting call. And he was a very, very different character in that movie. And then seeing him read for, uh, James Wolfer is his name, by the way, uh, came in and read as this cult leader voice. And we had just listened to like 40 men read for this cult leader because everybody who saw that casting call would be like, oh, I can be a cult leader. And yeah. uh, he comes in and we're like, yeah, instantly we're like I joined his cult. I'm totally in like the way he read and stuff. I, I'd, I'd follow him you know, to anywhere kind of thing. So, you know, that was at the end of our casting call too. So it was amazing that we were so like perked up and happy to see like this happen. So yeah, uh, three days straight of, uh, uh, zoom calls of people doing casting because it was during covid so we had to be you know kind of safe so we were we were stuck in a room together for for three days doing it and just taking ridiculous notes on everyone that came in and, and then we had some callbacks but for the most part it was just that that zoom meeting and then finding so, them so i guess eden is the is the most is the most important finding him i guess right yes he so yes he was one of the most important ones and then uh the mom nora uh the mom and that was the other one that uh, was really important to find and she read amazingly at her casting call and we the moment she kind of read we were like yeah not much of a decision there she's she's definitely uh definitely the character so and they, really do cool. they know each other before because they have a lot no. of interesting no no that's uh that's uh vanessa the director just doing uh acting work with them and getting them to find ways that like make them feel like they've been, they've known each other further i don't think they had ever actually met before the movie before the casting so so vanessa's direct she's a really good director and yes. this is a fly in the wall kind of uh like uh we're always in different areas and she likes to move the camera kind of like creepily away from its subject kind of like like almost like literally a fly like yeah. I, I don't know like what did you guys talk about this when you were oh yeah there was that? there was tons of meetings on camera work and what we wanted to do and the like uh, we wanted a lot of it to be on sticks or dollies and very like still. And then throughout a lot of the movie, there's a lot of the idea of a frame within a frame. So you yeah, know, like a, lots a of window that, frame yeah. framing someone or a door frame or something moving from you know, a, a wall blocking something to into a doorway frame or that, that kind of like idea of uh, you're, you're kind of looking through into their lives or looking at this like kind of boxed in view of them, which disappears a bit more in the second half of the film when things are opening back up or like they're, being exposed to the world of the cult more so the beginning half of, yeah so and your were your parents like building that barn like the barn's like almost like it's like half built the other oh, barn there that barn was built in like 1908 or something and it was falling down that the one that you the one we tore down you mean yeah the, yeah. yeah so that was a barn that was built in like 1908 with some ridiculous amount of wood it did not want to die we uh it was it was dangerous to have around because it, it was old and it was rickety and we everyone thought like oh, it was just gonna fall or something was gonna happen to it like you know a, a hard like a, a light breeze would knock it over um but when it came to the day of pulling it down we had to like pull in so we had one tractor which we thought we could pull the barn down with so that rope is tied to a tractor and uh we this is like a small like little john deere like 
tractor and we're pulling and pulling and pulling and like i'm digging holes in the dirt with the tractor and like it's not moving the barn isn't falling so we grabbed a chainsaw and like cut a bunch of the support beams inside the 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 barn and like really weakened it which we thought we really weakened it tried pulling it again nothing happened and speaking as all this is happening this barn will not fall down we have every crew member and like some parents had shown up and like other people were all just watching us fail to tear this barn down like (laughs) laughing at us so I'm like, this isn't going to work. I go to go get a much, much larger tractor that's on the farm, like five, six times the weight so it can pull a lot more. And I come back and one of the one of the cinematographers on set had swapped out my little, like the tractor I was driving with a little tiny kid's plastic like play tractor and had tied that to the rope. And like, we can get it with this, Tristan, because you couldn't do it with, with, the, uh, with the real tractor. So we got it, you know, just making fun of me for failing on pulling it. But then once we got the real tractor down, we uh, like a bigger tractor, we, we pulled it down. And then uh, over the next few months, my dad tore the rest of the wood down and used it to to uh, heat the house because that house is actually heated by an industrial wood burner outside that burns wood to heat radiators inside the house. And now that uh, dirt underneath the barn that's there is a garden because it hadn't ever been used for anything for 120 years and was super, super rich soil. So. Yeah, you really got the best of this location, didn't you? Yeah, like, yeah. Even the outside scenes, like, like it's you, you guys lit it really well, and it's just the like, yeah, it's it's like taking taking the ball and running with the with an excellent location. Yeah. So, yeah, your parents definitely. watched the film, or yeah, they came to the premiere. They've, I've seen it. Uh, you know, obviously for them, it was weird to see their house uh, looking like it did because it doesn't look anything how they have it decorated. So that was exciting for them to see. Uh, but beyond that, it, yeah, they, they enjoyed it. Um, obviously they were a little bit like creeped out of like, what were you thinking as you wrote this son of ours, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, overall they, they were proud of us for making it. And I think so was every other set of parents that was, uh, at our premiere and had, had come to other screenings was really enjoyed it. So. So the film was doing well, like it's, uh, it's playing at a lot of, uh, festivals, it's like done, a lot of. Yeah. It's done really well at festivals. So we, you know, we won our first festival was, uh, the twin cities film festival where we won the audience choice award, which was kind of a surprise to us. We weren't really expecting that. And it was awesome that it happened since it was our premier festival and our home state and whatnot. And it's been awesome to see just the response from the community of, you know, wanting to work with us now and moving forward, which has been great. Uh, we just got done with a few other ones. It's, it's one and it's, it's been showing around the country. So I've been very happy with it overall. Wish so I could I'm travel watch- more to see it, but yeah. Just from a, I'm watching the film uh, the second time, so because I'm yeah. into the film, so I'm just I'm yeah. pointing this out. Where like near the end of the movie, I'm not, I don't want to give too much away, but near the end of the movie, there's like a ritual. Let's call it a ritual. Sure. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of like, what do you like, fire? What mm-hmm. what's the, what do you call the things that that you have? Uh, well, those were actually just tiki tor- torches from uh, Menards and Home Depot, and gotcha, kinky, kinky tiki torches. Tor- yeah, we just called, we just had torches on the set. We bought ones that didn't have like the had more of like a twisted design to them than the ones that are more like the Hawaiian designs. Yeah, but uh, we bought out multiple hardware stores worth of tiki torches because we 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 bought a bunch and then realized that there was like nowhere near the amount we actually needed for it. So. Uh, ended up having to go around the like the whole state of minnesota like looking for tiki torches and bought out multiple multiple yeah because there's hundreds right in the yeah there's about there's about a hundred of them and uh yeah we had an entire team of people that were not team but like the whole group of people their whole job is like the whole job but one of their major jobs was just to fill those tiki torches with tiki torch oil as it got low see Um, this is what scares me now because obviously the film's over so everything went okay 
but it's like you're you got it's a grass field you're at a farm lots of wood so we, we had fire, <laughs> like fire hazard like coming, like coming at you no we had fire extinguishers and we had other things going on and um tiki torch oil doesn't like explosively burn it's pretty calm that way and the only person that even really got close to getting caught on fire with that was me when i was uh we were using an easy rig uh for the camera setting the camera and i wasn't paying enough attention and like almost started my back like my shirt on fire when i was standing next to one of them but like i was the only one that ever had any any real danger around those things so luckily because we had you know we had kids on set during that particular time and whatnot and the, the so kids were actually the ones making fun. Like, uh, it was. It seems like you got the the. I don't know what you want to say your budget, but I, sure. like I know what it is. But basically, it's you seem like you got everything, every cent of your budget into this film. If that makes sense. Yeah, sense. we definitely every everything that was on there was like really well used in that sense. I mean, obviously, there's things that like oh, we bought this and didn't end up using it as much as we wanted, or things like that, or sure. a lot of uh, a lot of surprise expenses that kind of came up that were like, whoa, this is more than we expected. Like, um the that's what you have contingency in your budget right exactly um and mostly in post-production actually that, that added up a lot more feature films like we hadn't done one in a while and just the estimated cost that we had for the original like post-production and for a feature i'm assuming was, your sound design took a lot of work sound design took a lot of work we had a great team from wildcat audio that just did like really good job with it and uh that took you know tons of back and forth between them and vanessa to to make that sound happen and then uh you know minor fixes and things that, to make it go and they, they did our 5.1 surround mix as well and uh it, yeah they did an amazing job but there's a lot of like deep thought into what noises what animals are making noise in the background like that kind of stuff that vanessa and and, and the, that team did and post together so so your your lead actor uh the guy the gentleman who plays aiden that's yep. uh david mitch uh, mckelly is that yep. his last name yes he, My, uh, Michael, yeah, Michael. I think he's gonna benefit. He'll, he's benefited a lot from this film. Like he carried this, carries the film. He's like he seems like what is it, early twenties, late teens. Uh, he was early twenties at the time, so he's like I think he was either nineteen or twenty. Like yeah, um, I mean, he might have been twenty one because yeah, he was he was twenty one. Um, so he was he was early twenties. Uh, great actor and has done a lot of work since too. Like he's gotten in a lot of commercial work and other short films around the area. So he's he's uh, he's doing well with it. Uh, he's also going to college at the same time, trying to get his degree. So, you know, trying to balance that, but he's, he's doing really good overall. So. Yeah. Cause a lot of people live to like to, to be a lead in, in a, in a feature film. And like he, yeah. he does it at such a young age and like, you don't think about like the hot, hot spot of twin cities the, of, uh, of Minneapolis, right. For acting, right. but. You know, he did, he did a, a really good job. He was a pleasure to work with uh, uh, just, came into the role great read amazingly at his audition and then just when he actually on set just made it really easy to work with and you know every one of those actors that we had to worry about or anything um i mean it's, it's only like a real thing that ever happened was we had to deal with like him having a couple classes once in a while and working that around the schedule and if those went long like getting him out to you know from college to the farm could be a bit of a drive for him but beyond that no issues whatsoever just, just an amazing guy to work with and uh, I'm hoping he goes on to do bigger and better things. And I know he will and kind of already is. So uh, very happy for him. So you guys are just, you're just, you're, you guys are a proficient group. I think I was saying that to Vanessa uh, mm. last time I talked to her. You just, you just keep making movies. Like it's just, yep. it doesn't stop for you guys. No, not at all. So like, since we've done this one, we did that 50 milliliter film that you talked to Vanessa about. We've done four more short films from since then. And 
with just our group and then obviously other ones that are like for hire or whatever for other groups uh, and then we're currently working on another feature film right now that's uh, starting filming in like two weeks i think roughly two weeks and what's the genre for that one uh, uh dark comedy so gotcha. very different than this one but uh yeah because well 50 millimeters like a straight up family drama right so it's right like... that one's straight sad drama this yeah. next one's a dark comedy slash drama um you know this one was horror drama uh there are one like so we, we have kind of a schedule built out of like this this current one we're doing and then the one after that's a thriller um so like they like our thing was we really didn't want to get like pigeonholed into just we're horror people like, yeah we wanted to do horror because it's a good one to start with you can make some good stories people want to be involved with horror movies it's really easy to get people to be like excited about a horror film so that was uh why we kind of went with that and then uh now we're moving on to other ones and you know it's still elements of what we have here are popping in especially into like the thriller but uh yeah we're trying to trying to branch away from just doing horror films well congratulations what did you think Thank about you. uh the audience uh feedback video for this that was amazing that was really cool to see that like, people actually like reacting to it because a lot of times when you're sitting there watching it in the theater like you hear one or two little voices and then you know pleasantries afterwards but that was really cool to actually have have that so thank you for putting that together really enjoyed it yeah that's what we do yeah was, was, there, was there anything that was that that jumped like anything that was like like uh original like an original take on the film that you never really thought about or uh no they, they, your group seemed to have got what we were going for pretty well so there was there was not too much of that in there for us but it also has been like three four months since i've watched it so i'm not gonna say like i remember every every line that happened in it but it was uh for the most part i remember being very like they they actually got what we were going for which was good compared to a lot of people that seem to be more to, to like miss a few of the things that we had tried to imply and your, your group of watchers got that pretty well so i was really happy gotcha. with that to see they actually got it which means they're attentive good viewers versus you know just kind of casually watching and then being like what what was this supposed to be and what happened here so yeah well yeah 100 percent. so yeah so this so what do you what do you hope to get out of this film i know on your website you're you're like people can watch it they can they can pay for it on amazon you looking for a distribution company? Like, what did you guys? What you guys? So going? we got we actually got picked up by uh, Gravitas Ventures a while back for it. So we got got that already. So we're we're through them. We're already distributing out. Um, our our goal is actually just you know to make our money back on this one to not have to worry about that debt while going into the next one is kind of the big goal. And then for us, this is just a chance to to go and make a feature to establish that hey, we could do this. You know, yeah. you want to work with us in the future? We'll keep doing amazingly good products and we'll keep pumping out movies of this quality and or higher as we go for, forward so this was kind of our established to show we can and uh now now it's going on to making to making more and hopefully working with a a wider base of people and you know establishing a bigger a bigger community around minnesota to kind of show that hey this is the state while it is you know a frozen frozen state sometimes there is film happening here and there is film going on and there's you can film here and you can make amazing products and there is this wealth of crew and actors who are really good at their jobs so. yeah 100 percent. it's like and yeah. you know like it's like there's like georgia is picking up because of the tax breaks and like it's, right. it's all about the tax breaks i guess they get the the mainstream films to correct come and way, minnesota but. has one they're expanding it's doing it's doing better it's not quite there yet i mean a couple more years i think they'll be locked in with a lot more bigger productions coming uh, but you know what that that has to that, that takes time to build it took time to build in georgia it took time to build in other states it's just a couple more years i think minnesota will be a bit more established into that world so yeah 100 it's uh like i said it's um 
you guys are very proficient. It's like you were talking about we. So it's you, Vanessa. Is there like a big, what's the group? Who's the group? So we're the main two there. We have uh, Laura Labrie, who's our uh, art art department lead. And then uh, Abigail Blue, who's kind of one of our producer, writer, assistant, like every every kind of fill-in person. So just amazing work with us. So us four are kind of the main ones in our little film group. Uh, and like Vanessa and I have known each other since high school. So we've been working together for a very long time. On Yeah, on I was going to ask so. you, what's your, what's your origin story with her? So uh, I was... <laughs> nerdily making a star wars fan film as a high schooler back in like 2004 and her mom was a teacher an english teacher at the high school and she was like basically you're a filmmaker my daughter's a filmmaker you're gonna be friends and uh, ever since then we've been making movies together and there, there were some like pause periods where I, I joined the military for a bit so that kind of put you know i was gone for a while but like for the most part we've been working together and making movies ever since i, I want to say we're at like 30 or something plus films together it's a lot i like so. the family that so you got like it's like almost like a movie in itself like one yeah. brother goes plays division one uh football at a big state you know big university yeah the other the other son makes a star wars fan film yeah so i mean we we, we had a you know i was like, the, talking the, talk about like two different sides of the of oh the, absolutely and yeah. it was i mean we're like pretty diverse in that like you know i'm i'm a filmmaker slash cybersecurity person my other brother's a lawyer my sister is a member of the peace corps and doing that brother's doing football and, and so like it's we're all over the place the family wise so uh it's been really really cool to see us all kind of do our own thing and then also just supporting each other too because they try to come to every one of the premieres they can and see it all and you know and then my parents had this really cool thing growing up where they would no matter what it was they for what kind of event like it was a, a musical a play a movie showing a football game whatever one of them would be at every single event so we always had that parental support growing up and you know between my parents being very supportive of me doing this and Vanessa's parents are amazing and support her to help us do all what we do it's been you know great doing that and they, they've been doing that since we were kids of keeping us like you know maybe not always the best ideas or you know the best use of our time or money to make everything we do because there's always things that always go wrong once in a while but uh overall like they've been extremely supportive and wanting us to you know keep pursuing our dreams so uh and it's been working out really good in the last few years of showing that we, we are we are actually making cool and creative projects that are being seen and picked up by by companies now so yeah yeah listen yeah. it's it's just like it's it's one of those things where like you can see what you guys are doing it's like the more you're making yeah. the movies you can see the better you're getting it's like you're making it tighter there's there's certain things that you're picking up along the way right like it's just, right yeah yeah for example right now i'm editing a little so we're having a a premiere event of like just come come see our films because a lot of times like they're stuck in festival runs or people can't make it to certain events sure. so we're doing like an underscore productions oxford comma films like uh showcase event later in later in the year and i've been editing our like where we've come from video and having to go back and watch and pull clips from our films that we made in high school and that has been cringy to watch ourselves but also just seeing the groundwork that we had laid back then yeah. and seeing what you know how we progressed and oh we're still doing that we still kind of like that kind of shot or we still kind of like that framing style or acting style that we had picked back in high school and uh, to see that progress and obviously things are filmed better better lighting better equipment you know uh, more more just choices being made or yeah. stronger choices being made as we do it but it's been a real pleasure to kind of just watch how we progress family dynamics better. is the common theme though right yep, yep. Yep. Okay. I didn't know if that was conscious or unconscious on your guys' part. 
uh for the for the sense of the father one it totally was a conscious decision of like family versus <laughs> choice like uh and that comes down from when i was writing it too like so I, so I was in the military for a couple for a while and like you had to make choices a lot of time of like I, do i get to actually go home for christmas do i get to go home and see this event do i get to do this kind of thing so having having to choose between the group that you're with and family was kind of what, what that kind of tied into or you know that, that kind of like build up of choice of which group do you want to be a part of and how do you want to handle those groups um and then so the the, the military is the, the the cult the satanic cult and then the, not not directly this I'm kind of cult was around. i'm just joking yeah no, i mean like but yeah i mean the military is a bit of one where you're, you're in there you know whole whole new verbiage you can't leave you know so like yeah, it's, yeah in that sense but like there's that that just sense of like trap between two worlds there of that was a big influence on not only this film, but a lot of the writing that I do where I, I try to put in at least one military member into every movie or some kind of theme that ties into that slightly just since it was a huge part of my life. Um, you know, once I got out of, once I graduated college. Uh, and so that's tied in there. And then we wanted for this, for this one to pick a theme that this could actually happen. So going through and making a story that, this group actually could exist what they're doing could actually happen and uh seeing that things like that had kind of happened in certain areas across the country not to this extreme but uh isolated groups and people growing up in con like contained social groups as is a thing that happens and when you try to leave the isolation and the the pain that those groups can bring to you is what we were trying to go for yeah you knew you, you accomplished the task well congratulations yeah. thank you to yourself a great script Yep. Nice, nice producing. It's not easy to produce. Uh, not easy, no, no matter if no. you have location or not, to produce a, a independent feature yeah. film. Well, I will say, like, it was great to have our own location. Like, no way, like, sure. a family one. But like, you also have to deal with like family. Like, I, I love my parents, but they still blame me for like. It's been years now since we finished filming, right? And they still get, I still get blamed once in a while of like, oh, you moved this. We don't know where it is anymore. And like, that was that was two years ago. We put the house yeah. back together. Like, it's you. It's on you guys now. <laughs> like, they yeah. still jokingly try to like put stuff on me like when it goes missing in the house for for tearing up their house for the film so but uh yeah no it's been been a great project to do and i'm super and so happy we'll, we did it maybe we'll, maybe the next one we'll talk to both of you guys on your next yeah. project and uh, i love that and uh do you guys we can expand on our conversation please do um and yeah well, we're so we have our next feature coming up so uh hopefully we will see you for that and you know we'll hopefully get hopefully see it and hopefully you enjoy it, it is uh it's a dark comedy so it's it's a very different film than this one but it is also quite a quite a good film and i think people are really gonna like it all right well yeah. good luck with that and we'll talk thank soon. you all right thank you have a great day one two three four five six seven eight